Hello and welcome back to How To Go Freelance, a guide for the terrified. My name's Ben Capper and I'm really pleased to be back with a new episode, which is the first episode in a little while. And in the meantime, I have been really, really busy as a freelancer. I've been doing it about 10 months now. And reflecting back to it, there's loads that's really, really good about this way of life and this way of working. And probably the best thing about it is all the great people you meet and all the other fantastic, skilled and really nice people that you get to meet on the freelance community and when working with a diverse range of clients. So for this episode, I wanted to speak to somebody that I've met whilst being a freelancer and speak to them a little bit about what their experience was, how they came to be doing this and how it's gone for them so far. The person I'm speaking to in this episode is Adam Pearson, who runs Pearson Insight. Um, He's based up in Lancashire, and he is a data specialist and research specialist. We actually started freelancing around the same sort of time. We've both been doing it sort of about nine or ten months, and uh, we've actually only met whilst being freelance, and we've met through various routes in the freelance community. We met in a cafe in the middle of Manchester last week uh, in true freelancer fashion. And when we met, it was a little bit noise that I was expecting. So apologies for that on the actual recording. Uh, there's quite a few clanking of coffee, coffee cups and plates and stuff. And uh, there's quite a loud conversation going on sort of right behind us. And by the time we got there, there wasn't really enough space to move to move table. But hey, uh, I hope you really enjoyed the conversation. I started by asking Adam about where the idea for the business came from and how long he's been doing it. I've been freelancing probably nine months, but I always think it's a weird one because it's not, everyone says like, when was your first day and things like that. And it's never quite that straightforward, is it? It's, so like when I, from when I said I was going to leave my old job, that was probably this time last year but then by the time you actually leave that job that was the end of May so I guess you would say I've been doing it nine months but there was that two months beforehand where you were probably doing quite a lot of you know the setup side of it. What, what, what did you do beforehand then? Where did you come from? Um, worked like public sector and local authorities so doing market research um, so the last job I was head of whatever their research was so was managing a traded research service but also evaluation things like that. I came into the public sector in 2010 just as like the cut started so all I've known is that change and restructures and over time you just end up managing more people and a much more diverse kind of um, skill sets and things like that so it's like just because you do research you then anything to do with data or numbers almost becomes part of you and I just probably didn't enjoy the management side of it and I was doing a lot of travelling as well so I guess that was part of it but um, yeah it, it's not something I'd ever I was thinking about this and in terms of when I actually thought I would do it and you know there's some people where they've been building up to it for years and years and years and it's always been I've always had that thing of I would like to do go on my own one day but to the point you know where like almost everyone you talk to always says that it's like oh I'd love to do that and you know 20 years later they still never have done it um, but it was a very quick thing when it actually did happen it wasn't something I'd been building up to it's just you know when you, you reach that point where you think actually this isn't working for me and there's got to be a better way that's interesting actually because I was more I'm sort of more the opposite really I was kind of more was building up to it for years but for me it was more of a kind of a you said on the podcast before it was more of a kind of a daydream really rather than any actual hard fast plan and I think it was like maybe a little bit like you kind of opportunities and circumstances kind of aligned sort of meant that was sort of now or never really a little bit for me I don't know whether it was similar to you mine's almost the opposite it wasn't necessarily the because 
I guess in in the public sector, the the opportunities tend to align around like structures and things like that. Um, it wasn't that. I just hit the point where I just gone through black up. It, it was just feeling like hard work, and I'd like gone away. Um, it was uh, the beast from the east, so I'd gone away to France for a few days um, while all the snow was there. And I just had nothing. I was talking to my uncle, who's actually a self-employed joiner. Takes to speak to someone who's almost outside of the circle. So I was talking to him about how it was being self-employed. So I was almost going, took my advice off a self-employed joiner to go <laughs> self-employed. But it, it does t- take you to strip it back to basics sometimes to realise how, how that is. It's, it is pretty straightforward, actually, when you get to it. It's basically like, whatever you do, you need to tell people about it. You need to do it. You need to get paid for it. Yeah. Repeat until retirement. <laughs> Isn't it all this? And it's actually really kind of straightforward. And it's a little bit, I found that quite reassuring. There is no real magical dark arts to it. It's really it's that straightforward no matter sort of what you do. And I think, yeah, I spoke to a couple of people who weren't in my industry at all, but actually work for themselves. And it was a bit like, oh, no, this isn't that, that complicated. It's yeah. kind of scary, but it's not that complicated. And it took that, that was almost like the practical side of it, like getting it around your head. But like the real driver was around the family side and the circumstance side and doing like 100 miles every day you know out of the house for 14 hours a day you start to think you've only got one life and is that how you want to do it and like I've always tried to work to live if that makes sense so that that was the driver for it and that was the little push to sort so you actually could probably do it a different way so that we were travelling back on a Sunday yeah. and I texted my wife a few times saying I think I'm doing this and I got back into work on the Monday morning and then it was a, like a one-to-one meeting with like my new manager who's like one of the directors there and um, you've started to talk about like July, August and like strategy and things like that I must have just been in one of those moods and I just said well we may as well stop there because <laughs> I don't know I don't think I really want to be here in July and August and um, so yeah, so in 24 hours, I think I'd kind of done it. But it was really good because I need to say that it was a very honest conversation. They were really good about it, so it kind of went from there. So then Sunday I thought about it. Monday I blurted that out, and then by Friday, like the notice was in, and um, they did it. But that, everyone's different. Like I wouldn't advise people to do that. But I'm kind of one of those people that if I'm going to do it I'm going to have to throw myself into it I've never lasted in a job more than two years but I think it's like a, I get bored and have to do what new do stuff of? routine and doing the same I think you know doing the same stuff and I don't possibly working with the same people and it's not that I don't like those people it's just that I like work that variety of working with loads of different clients on different challenges where it tends to be the same challenge in an organisation after a while and I'm, I'm really rubbish at that big stuff so some people love being in an organisation for a number of years and trying to change people but change is really slow and I just like yeah. to deliver stuff you have worked um, had the experience of you know trying to get something simple as changing some software like the process you have to go through when you're in work yeah business cases reports things like that and then that's before you even hit IT and trying to get it installed on the system whereas I changed my software the other week and weird because like within an hour I decided that there's a better option out there <laughs> and negotiated it directly paid for it and installed it on the machine I was like this is yeah. great 
So when you when you first did it, you, know, you did it very very quickly, and you made the, made the decision on a you know on a way in from France in, in a, a snowstorm. Interesting story. Uh, and by the following Friday, if the decision decision had been made, and you were you were on to it. How you've, you've just described that in a very measured way, in a very matter of fact way. But was that scary or? No, but I think because I'd not really thought it through properly. Right. Because <laughs> I had this idea in my head, well, as you can do, I just think, well, it's not that hard, is it? Like, I'll just charge X per day. I'll probably work four days a week for 40 weeks a year because that feels nice and I'll want some time off. It's as easy as that. I, mean, I know there's work out there, so I'm going to do it. And then you hand your notes in and then you realise, well, actually, there's a bit more to it than that, isn't there? Um, so that that but then I need that equipment and the same with like deadlines and things like that. I need something there to make me do it. So that equipment of handing you notice in was that equipment I needed. So I'm gonna have to actually do this because I've told people and I'd be a bit embarrassing if I came back and said, actually I thought that again, it's a bit harder than I thought. Yeah. I'm not gonna bother. What is scary is how easy it is to set up a business, I find. I just went on um, the website one one night and just registered a limited company and then I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I'm gonna have to start doing all that other stuff. And so then, then you Google, I've got a limited company, and then you realise all the stuff you have to do. So then it was like this trail then started emerging of uh, how you set up all that side, and then you've got on the opposite side, you're thinking, well, I do that, but I also need to get some clients in as well. Is it ever still kind of? Is it scary at all? See, being a freelancer. I wouldn't use the word scary I think there's a lot of stuff that come with it it's the anxiety probably more than anything else it's anxiety yeah in terms of you don't know what that it's the, you don't know what the future holds so you've not got that salary in three months time that you know is going to be there or in six months time you're having to find the work and there's only so much work you can do in the here and now um, so I, th- I think that one is a big one for me but I don't find it scary as much these days what I have try to do is just really get my head down in the first year and try and build up some money because money is probably although we don't like to talk it talk about it it's probably what, like one of the most important things because that gives you the most so it gives you most freedom in some way so like building up some money in the business so that I could not have any work for six months and still be able to pay the bills reduces that anxiety because you're not worrying quite as much and as I found when you worrying about it less and not forcing it as much it's weirdly when the work seems to work yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not easy and you have to sacrifice stuff but I think it it's that long term gain of then you know when it's there I think for me I didn't really enjoy the first few months as much but I think that's because I was trying to do it in a bit of a bubble like you're almost trying to do it yourself and solve the problems yourself and then when I started to find like the different networks and like support out there and, and try and engage in that also there's a lot of stuff online that I use so it's like the freelance heroes group and being freelance and just generally on, on Twitter just knowing that you can share that stuff a lot more and then getting out and meeting people as well like that's made a massive difference because you realise you're not the only one facing those same challenges and you almost think am, am I doing this wrong or, and it's realised usually you are doing it wrong so, um, are you glad you've done it? Yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I, there is, I like, have absolutely no regrets of doing it. I couldn't imagine doing this 12 months ago, like, from going from commuting every day to walking the dogs every day. I just, I just like the challenge of it as well. And I actually have a 
greater sense of almost like being part of something now that I'm on my own freelancing than maybe I did when I was in a big organisation. I was speaking to someone who still works there a few weeks ago and he was saying um, it was quite interesting getting his perspective he was saying he works in a big organisation a big office but then most of the people you just say hi to each day you've probably got like maybe three, four, five people in a very small team that you actually get that support from whereas I've stepped out of that and then I've got support of like hundreds of freelancers that you share stuff with like it's a much richer connection maybe than I probably had when I was in a big organisation and say we miss that team and stuff like that so you said at the beginning you, you know you wanted to kind of do this a bit you know to have a bit more quality time at home and stuff like that uh, are you finding you're doing that? yeah it, it's different though so I think it, the big word that gets banned about a lot I think it's flexibility so it's yeah. like um, you don't necessarily always have that work-life balance there'll be times where you are you know working long hours you're working weekends and things like that but equally you have that flexibility that if something does come up you can just take a Thursday off to go and power wash the drive because it's nice outside or um, or you've got to take the dogs to the vet so whatever it is um, without having to ask somebody's permission I mean I know you probably wouldn't ask somebody's permission can I go and power wash the drive at home but you, you do have to sometimes take the dog to the vet or the dentist and you can just sort of do that now can't you yeah and it, well, it, it's different between it's the point at which you're ringing up the vet and you don't even have to worry about what day it is yeah. whereas you've almost going through that cycle of ringing up the vet well there are the days that are available then going back to your employer and yeah. saying well, could I do that no you can do these days by by the time you've done it, it's just much. I think the thing I do find a challenge is that that thing between being almost yourself and marketing your business as well. Whereas I found yeah. in the first couple of months I went too far down the just marketing the business. You almost like read the books and thought, well, this is how I'm going to do it, and you're just going to say, oh, this is my business, and then everyone's going to come running to it. And then I found I didn't really enjoy that, so I went just to being myself. But I've probably gone too far down the other side now, and people probably don't have a clue what I actually do because all I just do is just send pictures of my dogs and uh, <laughs> the walks I do. But I, I, I have no idea where I find the work sometimes. Like, I, I, but I, I mean this in a serious way. I put um, something on Twitter, I think, in January where I was saying that at the start of the week I had no idea where my work was going to be in February, and then by the end of the week I was worried I wouldn't be able to actually do it. I had that yeah, much. Yeah. And then someone asked, like, what did you do this week to make it happen? And, I didn't do anything. What I'd done is it, I'd done it last October. Are you finding that um, you know when you said what did you do this week to make it happen and it's not? Are you finding um, you're saying or you're thinking that actually it wasn't this week, did it? It was that job I did five years ago with that person that we got on well and stuff like that. I think so, um, and and I think it's even doing some of that, like whether you would call it marketing or that kind of stuff, but doing it in a fairly relaxed way you know and not expecting something to come a bit straight away what, one of the things that has worked quite well for me is like using job sites but then being quite honest with them and saying I don't want a job uh, but if you're struggling or if you need anything uh, I'm trying to help them as well saying but you might want to try putting sending a job through this network they might be interested in that but I've had a couple of where like a few months later they've then got back in touch and said oh we're working on this project we need someone else or that kind of thing that's a really useful place to look as well because you get the key contact of you know often we're trying to work with these big organisations you don't even actually know who to go in and it tells you the kind of direction they're going because the whole idea of a job description is it says what their strategy and priorities are and stuff like that so that's something I need to do more of Um, but yeah it's 
it's always a challenge getting work but it's like a snowball as well I, my stuff because I do surveys a lot of them they get repeated so you do, it's like this snowball you're building up where you get a bit and then you know if you do a decent job there in a year or two years time they're going to come for the follow up and things like that so that's why I did it I, I probably uh, don't take on some work because it's not the kind of stuff I want to do and it means I would have to go travelling more and stuff like that whereas actually I, I like just being at home and doing that kind of stuff so, whereas other people may earn more but then go in house a lot more or go travelling all over the country and they might really enjoy that and it's just not for me so my main thing is like you've just got to know yourself and do it your way so for me it was throwing myself into it what I would also say is however you think it will go it won't go the way you think it's going to go it, it won't go to plan so you've almost got to if you've got to the point where you're thinking about going freelance it, there's clearly something behind it you've probably got to give it a go in the way that works for you so if that, giving it a go is doing what I did and just jacking it all in and throwing yourself into it fine if it's you know doing it as a side project for a few years till you've got comfortable with it but I think you've got to give it a go and not worry too much about because situations will change and it'll usually work out in the end my advice is that you know it's an absolutely brilliant way to work if you know if you want to work like that it's absolutely brilliant I highly recommend it actually a lot simpler than you think it's going to be it's actually like you've just got to have work and you've got to get paid for it you crack that it's a no brainer <laughs> sounds simple yeah. <laughs> is that, is that I mean, that, that is like a huge if you know what I mean it's like I always say to people you know it's like if you can do that it's, it's fantastic that is a very very big fundamental if yeah. but if you crack that it's, it's, it's great and what? it's a bit like all the other stuff limited company versus sole trader versus tax versus da 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 don't really worry about that too much. Get yourself in a position where you can do what you do in the best possible way. Yeah, and what I, what, what I would probably say to them is you, you're not throwing yourself into it on your own. It's like, I didn't realise it, but there's so many people out there and I assumed like it was this business world where no one talks to each other and everyone's very insular and you know not telling the trade secrets and things like that. Freelancing is the opposite. It's, we, we probably overshare at times and... Um, and, and I wasn't like I didn't really uh, know about that world for the first few months. So like, that is one of my regrets. Is I would have loved to have known about freelance heroes, being freelance, museum freelance, that kind of stuff. Like back in you know last March when I'd made the decision, so I might have done a few things differently in the early months and really enjoyed those um, first few months. Cool. Alright, we're going to leave it there. Thank you, Adam. I really appreciate talking to you today. Um, tell me two things. What are you working on at the moment and how can somebody get in touch with you? Oh, wow. I'm a, well, some of the stuff I can't even say because it's the nature of market yeah. research and you can't, but um, working with the NHS and um, like some yeah. not-for-profit organisations at the moment um, around social prescribing and um, digital in like the voluntary sector. Um, so like, quite a big research project on there coming up um, and do quite a lot of um, work with local authorities at the moment but it's not the most exciting in terms of I couldn't give you a great example of what I'm doing it's usually sorting out you know, dog shit consultation or uh, you know, how is it going to charge for bins or something like that um, how can they get in well you can usually find I'll probably be out walking the dog somewhere but, um, somewhere in the hills yes um, so if you just shout for me or go looking for me you'll probably find me um, I'm on Twitter at 
Pearson Insight. Um, I usually run that and uh, got a website which is the same. Well, you, do you put notes on here, or do I have to remember what my website's I will, called? I will, I will put notes. Pearsoninsight.co.uk and Adam at Pearsoninsight.co.uk. I think. And yeah, I can confirm that that is Adam's website and his email address and his Twitter handle. So uh, lastly to say, huge thanks to Adam for taking part and for meeting me in that quite noisy cafe last week. Um, I hope you really enjoyed that conversation between us. I have put details of how to get in touch with Adam and see what he's up to in the notes of the podcast, as he suggested. But one thing we do need to say is make sure you sign up for his regular email that he sends around as well. It's always really full of uh, insight into what life is like being a freelancer, some of the interesting stuff he's been doing in his role as a uh, research specialist. And very, very often there's also some really cute pictures of his lovely Cocker Spaniels as well and some very nice pictures of the Lancashire countryside that he sometimes puts up there as well. Well worth signing up for as well and that's the end of this episode thanks so much for listening and uh, thanks a lot to adam and uh, if you have liked this episode and you've liked the other three that i did way back when when i first started please give us a review on the apple uh, podcast store to help reach more people who are thinking about going freelance thanks a lot for listening and i'll speak to you soon